It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. I'm Cammie Carlisle, and today we are speaking with innovator, entrepreneur, Eileen Rivera-Lai, the founder and president of Blind Savvy USA. Welcome, Eileen. How are you this Something morning? Something went wrong. Please try again. I'm fantastic. Thank you. Good. So before we get too started and too involved into our conversation, tell us a little bit about your background, if you'd be so kind. Well, let's see. I am kind of uh, an innovator and entrepreneur, but I am also a mom and a uh, community leader, I'd say. I grew up in a big family. I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up in a big family, seven kids and five sisters, two brothers. And of the family, three of us were blind. My sister, Millie, my sister, Suzanne, and myself. And uh, my parents were very poor. They were Puerto Rican family. We lived in upstate New York. And I have to say, they did a really good job raising all these kids. And uh, (laughs) um, what's interesting is that my sister Millie and I were born legally blind. We had um, some rare vision conditions. And our sister Suzanne, who is the youngest, also had um, these rare visual conditions. However, she also had multiple disabilities. So in our house, really, we were all devoted to making sure Susie was healthy and well and well-loved. And so it kind of took the, the light off of Millie and me. So there was really like no pity party at our house, which turned out to be a great blessing because we just pushed ourselves along and we were created positive peer pressure, Millie and myself. And I think it helped us to be successful where we are today to deal with our blindness in a positive and a matter of fact way and um, to figure out how we could make a dent and a difference in the world regardless of our disability. I love that. That is wonderful. Big, big family. And it sounds like your parents were amazing. And here you are successful. So I love it. So being an entrepreneur and innovator, you are the owner of your company, Blind Savvy USA. What is, what is this all about? What is Blind Savvy USA? So, so, well, for background, I'll say that I was um, very blessed to be able to go to Harvard University and then I, I studied economics there. And then I went to the Wharton School of Business and I studied healthcare management. And I was very passionate about those areas. And it seemed like the most practical stuff I could study at a liberal arts university. But when I look back now, you know, 30 years after graduation, 30 plus years, honestly, I think about, well, what am I doing and learning? What did I learn back then that I'm still using today? Mm-hmm. And what I've learned back then that I still use today was the ability to talk to anybody and to make connections and basically to network. At Harvard, every Thursday night, we would have a master's tea with all the professors and different students. And basically, I thought it was all about free food, free drink, you know, hot, warm, big cookies. Um, but what they were teaching us to do is to be able to have conversations with people from all over the world who happened to show up at the at the tea. And then at Wharton, every Thursday night, we had something called MBA House. And at MBA House, you know, I thought, well, it was about the beer and pretzels. But no, it was about learning to talk to our peers and to anyone who showed up at that event. Um, And so when I look back at our 
our life. So my husband, Tom, he was also blind uh-huh. and he was blind from diabetes. Okay. And we sat down one day, he had a really great job at UPS. He was a business analyst. And we were thinking, what is it that would help more blind people get good, better corporate jobs? You know, what's keeping us out of these opportunities? Uh-huh. And it's not that we don't have the education and the training, but often it's that we don't have the soft skills. We don't have those refinement um, pointers that people usually learn visually or they're coached into it by their families. Yeah. Um, and we've realized, oh, we made a list of all these skills that we think if more blind people had these skills, they'd get better jobs. And then we wrote, went about creating a workshop, and it was called Blind Savvy USA. And it, the, the workshop was not Blind Savvy. The class was called Blind and Socially Savvy. Ah, and okay. that was the first class we created that led to being becoming a company, Blind Savvy USA. So initially mm-hmm. starting out with those savvy soft skills that we thought could set people apart down from the very basics of greeting people and making people feel at ease about your blindness and shaking hands and going out there and being a a networker and not waiting for people to come to you and figuring out how to work a room of sighted strangers. All that stuff we thought were the tools that would really make a difference. Yeah. We piloted it um, in Louisiana at the Louisiana Center for the Blind. And we had people like Joanne Wilson and James Om that came to be our first test networkers. And during that reception, we had about 15 students who we trained to network uh, and talk to strangers and create conversation. And, Dr. Anda, he sat down in the seat and he was in tears. He said, Eileen, this is what blind people really need. He said, you don't know how many blind people are terrified to go into a room of strangers. And we need that skill. So that was so affirming to me. And that just really got me started. And we created a class called Blind and Emotionally Savvy, talking about how to put other people at ease about blindness. And one thing led to another. That is amazing. Is this your Excuse me? Is this the 12th year of having your business? Well, this is the 12th year of Socially Savvy. The company was differently named in the past. So um, we'll back up with just a touch. So when I finished grad school, mm-hmm. I went to work for Johns Hopkins University, and I was the administrator of the Low Vision Research Center. And there we did a lot of work on age-related macular degeneration, and we did work on diabetes um, and diabetes retinopathy and such. And so I started out really with the training space that in my company first was doing something on low vision. And we created a, a brand called Low Vision Logic. And it was about common sense approaches to low vision. Because mm-hmm. while I was working at the university, it was all these scientists and geeky people. And they were really focused on the medical and social trauma of being blind. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's have some common sense here. So Low Vision Logic is about teaching people how to have a common sense approach to their low vision, not medically, but just sort of as a consumer and how to be wise about low vision services. So started out with the low vision workshops. Then we started doing diabetes because my husband had type 1 diabetes. And then my son, John Carlos, he developed diabetes when he was four years old. So I felt, oh, God, it must be calling me to work in this diabetes blindness space. Right. So I did that for a while, and I ran um, diabetes initiatives for the Federation of the Blind in terms of trying to get companies to make their tech more accessible, uh-huh. as well as just empowering blind people to, uh, with diabetes to not think of themselves as broken-sighted people, but they were full, whole people right. that needed to learn to do things differently. Right. And so then, then we got to the networking and jobs opportunity. So... Right now, I'd say that 
80% of my work right now relates to the socially savvy ACE Academy, things mm-hmm. preparing young people for work. And then the other 20% deals with the low vision logic. And then now what we're doing in, in um, Nebraska is really exciting. Yes, because, yes. Yeah, we've, we've been really blessed to be given the opportunity to create this conference called the Silver Summit for the state of Nebraska. And the Silver Summit is coming up at the end of August. And it is going to bring together senior citizens who are visually impaired or blind for consumers of the commission. We have 83 people registered. In addition, um, those who want can bring one family member as a support. We have 40 family members coming along to be supportive. In addition, we've got a team of blind ambassadors. These are blind people from the state of Nebraska who have more experience being blind or visually impaired than our seniors who may be attending. And these Uh individuals are coming in as the ambassadors to connect with and mentor for three days these seniors and their families. And it's really exciting because at the Silver Summit, which will be in Kearney at the end of the month in August, we're additionally going to have two different fairs. One is called the Possibilities Fair, where at each okay. table we'll have one of our ambassadors demonstrating like hands-on technology and hands-on strategies for doing things like shopping and cutting in the kitchen or organizing your money or um, using an iPhone. So there'll be all these hands-on demos. We'll have break mm-hmm. general sessions and workout um, breakout sessions. Different ambassadors uh-huh. and different speakers are coming. And then we're going to have a um, an exhibitor showcase the next day where people get to see technology and different tools and items that are very helpful for people when they lose vision, things about literacy, things about independent travel, things about deaf blindness. And we're trying to just cover the gamut. It's just going to be like a terrific expo. And in addition, I'm bringing a team, the Savvy team. So Blind Savvy USA is bringing six people into the state for the conference. They're coming in from around the country and they're adding content into. Um, so it's going to be a beautiful blend of talent and motivation and encouragement. We're going to have an audio described movie night. We're going to do a karaoke dance night. We're going to practice just basic skills like dining and how to feel graceful and confident at the table. Even if you can't see what's on your plate, we're going to just deal with like the micro things and the macro things, you know, from the heart of being blind or having low vision with a positive attitude to very specific practical skill. Um, little strategies. We're going to learn about the library for the blind services, the talking book programs. We're going to learn about newsline for the blind. Um, I'm really excited because this is the first time um, Savvy has ever put on a special program like this just for seniors. And um, we're hoping it's going to be a model that we'll be able to take around the country. So Nebraska, once again, Nebraska is being the leader and the innovator to create programming that's going to make a huge difference. So I'm really proud of the Commission for the Blind, um, Carlos Servan and his team, Carol Jenkins, um, Aaron Brandeberry. They're just all innovators and tireless in the way they try to serve your state. I mean, I get to work with about 20 different states around the country delivering programs and services. Honestly, you guys are so blessed with a commission that is incredibly committed. Such a small population, such a small state, and incredible energy that's being devoted to your state to help people who are blind or visually impaired. So um, I just want to make sure your readers and your audience knows just how blessed they are. 
Yes, I think we do. I think we really do. But I love that this is the first time this whole summit is happening, and I love that it's smack in the middle of the USA in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So you've mm-hmm. been here before doing trainings, right, in Nebraska? I have. Oh, yes. It, um, I've had the pleasure of serving Nebraska, I think, for about the last eight years. So started out being blind and socially savvy for the wages program. We did like a 40-hour networking training there uh, for a couple of years for different students. Then um, had the privilege of helping to organize an employment summit with our my business partner, Sky's the Limit. We run a program called Ace Academy for the Blind. Oh. And Ace Academy ran an employment summit. And we've also run student seminars and workshops. In fact, we have another student seminar and workshop coming up in September. Which oh, there's good. still time for customers to sign up for. So if people are in the 18 to 24 range. Okay. They can participate in the student workshop um, that's coming third weekend in August. And it's okay. all expense paid. Students and their parents stay at a hotel. They learn from peers and experts about being successful. So, um, yeah, just good stuff just keeps coming and coming. Maybe... You'd like yeah. to do a, a interview with our um, my business partner David Dimitris sometime about that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just love this. So when when you first started, you told us a little bit about your background and your big family and your parents, and I feel like they have just passed on all this love and all of this amazingness to you, and you are offering all of this to us, and it's just, I just love it. It's just a huge, wonderful thing that you're doing. Can you tell us any success stories, like, that maybe stick out in your mind? Maybe. Uh, yes. So one of my loves, of course, is teaching and networking, and when I travel around the country, I run into students or young professionals who say, oh, you're Eileen Roy from Savvy. Like, I took your class five years ago, and now I use what you taught me every day. I use what you taught me about dining, you know, or what you taught me about networking, helping me get my job. And that just makes me glow. And just, I feel delighted when I see that. When I see students that I work with when they were 13, 14, 15, and now they're 20, 21, and they're starting their careers, or they're doing well in college, that they're leaders in the blindness movement. Lots of them have students in the National Blind Students Division of the Federation of the Blind, NABS, they call it, National Association of Blind Students. So a lot of their board are people that I've trained through savvy in different states. So that's a big joy of mine. I'm sure. That's amazing. So you're just giving people <laughs> all those kinds of confidence to get out there and do it. And I love that. Yeah. Thank so do you. Do you work with companies at all for training or is it just individuals? So yeah. So, in, so obviously a lot of our work works in the weekends, evenings, um, summers. We're jam packed. I mean, every minute we're somewhere, for example, right now. We're in Virginia, and we're working with their wife students who are um, here for a month, and we're working just today to prepare wow. them for a networking reception that will happen tonight. So they'll get intensive training that'll give them the confidence to be great little networkers tonight at their networking reception. And tomorrow they're having a dinner dance banquet, and we're preparing them for the dining and the and the banquet skills and how to be a good host at their table. So. We're each each week we're in a different state. Um, next week we go to New Hampshire, and we're teaching students through outdoor learning and, and adventure and adaptive sports, uh, building confidence that way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that's pretty fun, and I love it because each week is different. Each yeah. week we're working with a different population, and and I never thought I could have a job that 
doesn't feel like a job. It's just a joy because I love what I do. I love the people that we serve. I truly believe that we're making a difference and we're, we're helping agencies. Uh, so in terms of private companies, I think my biggest collaboration has been working with the diabetes tech industry and trying to push them in making glucose meters more accessible. And in addition to make apps, for example, these days people with diabetes can use continuous glucose monitoring systems uh-huh. to check their blood sugar. It checks your blood sugar every minute and then it gives you the report to your iPhone or to your um, oh. mobile device. And this gives you so much more information than just a blood sugar test would because a blood sugar test, for example, just gives you a second in time and you have no mm-hmm. idea if your blood sugar is going up or down. Right. But what's really important is the trend, right? What's happening is my blood pressure going up, my blood sugar up or down. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so we work with companies to think about how their apps are designed to make sure that they're low vision friendly and that they're accessible non-visually. But my specialty, my passion mm-hmm. is the low vision friendly part because there's lots of people doing access in terms of non-visual, mm-hmm. but very few that are really trying to tackle that whole giant range of low vision. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we try to focus. And we also work on trying to get employers and companies to think about hiring people with disabilities. So while we work on weekends and summers and evenings, we teach online and in person with young people and people who are prospectively looking for work, people Mm -hmm. who are blind during the corporate hours, daytime, you know, nine to five daytimes. We look for customers who we can help um, prepare their companies to think about hiring people with disabilities or who can think about making their products more inclusive and more welcoming. Right. Now, yeah. Do you reach out to these companies or do they reach out to you? Ah, well, we have, we use LinkedIn a lot to try to connect with people who are developing products and to become advisors for them in that space. So that's a smaller part of our business that we're uh-huh. trying to grow now. Um, so do you have it, a lot of companies that they're like, you know what? You're right. We did not think about this at all. Because oh, I yeah. sometimes like people are just so stunned that they have not thought about this. Like everybody cannot use your product. Yeah. Well, that's amazing is that they just, I always tell them you're overlooking customer. There are people who want and need your product that are not getting to use it. So I try to pitch the companies and telling them you're missing an opportunity here. And lots wow. of times they don't really understand the whole scale of the, of the size of the community. And of right. course, you know, we have, people who are legally blind, but there's so many more low vision, visually impaired people. You don't have to be legally blind to not have access to something. You could have, you know, a visual impairment of 2,100 and still can't use your apps and can't use uh, a product because, for example, um, I just bought a new dishwasher from Bosch. Bosch is supposed to make the best dishwashers. Right. And Bosch uses, has good tactile buttons and all, but it uses red, um, indicator lights on a black background, which is like zero contrast, right? Uh-huh. And so it makes it hard for people with reduced vision to use at all and get the information that is coming out on the display. Mm-hmm. If they had used a green light instead of a red light in that situation, many, many more people would have access to that tool. You know, just by making a color choice, it's not about spending more money in the design at all. It's right. more like thinking about these little nuances, right? Yeah. Or having an option of changing the color or having an option of adding a few beeps, you know, things like right. that. 
That's so interesting. Our um, station manager is blind, and I had an air fryer I just didn't care for. And he said, I'll take it. And I said, Ryan, there is no buttons on this whatsoever. He said, it's okay. And he got it home, and he said, there's an app for it. I can use it. And I was just like, this is wonderful. (laughs) And he was telling me how many more, like, appliances and things are starting to become accessible. But I love that you're out there helping this happen because, again, I just think so many people just don't even think about it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's – go ahead. Sometimes it's like – seems impossible. Like we're, we're trying to fight this giant lion or, you know, tilting at windmills. But I just feel like if we could just make a few things more accessible, then that'll set great examples for the future. And you know, there's a tipping point. There's the point of people thinking more about other kinds of customers. And I, I just, I hope to do more in that space. The healthcare niche I'm very passionate about because the, my family history with diabetes. So things that relate to health and independent living are the things that I want to focus on. I love it. That is so awesome that you are out there doing this. And again, I've got to believe that you have already made some huge, huge differences. Like you've said, people have come up and told you. So it's exciting. You'll be here, Silver Summit, end of the month. Now, like you said, there's all kinds of different things that people are, that you can expect from the Silver Summit. Um, is this free? It's a free event? So amazingly, this conference is completely free to the customers of the Commission for the Blind. So the commission's paying the food, the hotel, the transportation, um, the, the space for the, the family member who's coming along with them and all of the resources. We're even giving, I can't tell you what's in it, but this amazing kit, the Silver Summit, resource kit, which has all kinds of independent living tools and gadgets they will receive. And um, as I'll say, it has things that have never been available before that are accessible. Um, there's a medical bundle, in fact, that'll be included that includes a talking thermometer, a talking pulse oximeter, which uh-huh. detects the oxygen in your blood and a, um, a talking um, blood pressure meter. And all of these are like clinically graded best available um, accessible tools that we could put together. And so we just want to empower our seniors to just live really full lives and to move forward and not to feel, you know, discouraged about their blindness, but to take on that challenge and realize that they can kind of take on, they can summit this hill of disability and they can be powerful and they can be independent. They can have a quality life. It doesn't, it's not about what you can see. It's about what you can do. Yes, which you can still do a lot. Yes. Or do most anything. So when you'll be speaking, what will you be sharing more tips again? Ah, yeah. So we're the, I'm the conference organizer, so I'll be in charge of the whole conference. But I'll be talking, um, one of the workshops I'll be doing is called Low Vision Logic. Mm-hmm. Your home is your castle, not your prison. And we'll talk about, you know, how to modify your home in a way that's sensible, but doesn't make you overly dependent and make you want to stay home, but to help you be safe and effective at home, but also still able to go out places, for example. So okay. this whole idea of low vision logic, we have a couple of principles about that. But one is that your home is your castle, not your prison. Right? And uh, so we want to emphasize the fact that there's more than one way to do something. You could create nice, high contrast, good lighting and everything at your home. But that if you go to your kid's home and you want to bake cookies for your grandchild, there's still ways to do that, even if it's not a, a visual way to do it. Ah. The way you might do it at home, you know? You might have- so good. 
I know that yeah. Ryan's going to be there, so I'll have to live vicariously through him. Oh, so, please come. You can come. I, I, I will have you. so good. Yes. It's so going to be great networking. It's going to be good fellowship also. Yeah. I feel like the best way to empower the seniors was to bring in local ambassadors who can be with them and make friendships with them for their future, right? Because our company will come in, we'll organize the conference. We'll, we've been recruiting and making individual phone calls to over 300 people were called and invited personally to attend. That's how committed the commission was to reaching out. And, wow. um, you know, we're, we've exceeded our numbers. We're having at least, there'll be at least 170 people at this conference. And, um, and maybe this is just the first of many conferences of its kind. So I really want to reach out to people who perhaps they're not a customer of the Commission for the Blind right now, but they might be eligible. I want them to apply. They want them to reach out to their counselor. Tell your counselor, oh, I want to take a savvy class, or I'd like to do a, you know, low vision logic class, or I'd like to do um, um, find a socially savvy, or life can be sweet, or any any of these programs. And then it's possible that the state can bring us back and we can just do more. So, well, I am very excited for this, and I'm sure it's going to be absolutely wonderful. And over 170 people are going to leave feeling incredibly empowered. I hope so. And very well fed. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, because, you know, it is Nebraska. So, uh, so this conference again is out in Kearney, the Silver Summit, August 30th through September 1st. Now, registration is closed. Is that right? It is closed. Um, yes, they're, if you're a customer of the commission, you call, there might be a last minute opening, but also just let your cus- your counselor know that this is the kind of thing you want to do in the future. And then perhaps we can bring something like this back again. Uh, we're really hoping this is the first of many. Oh, I'm sure it will be. It sounds amazing. So Eileen, where can people find out more information about you or Blind Savvy? What's a good uh, address for folks to check out? So um, my website is blindsavvyusa.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm happy to give my email address if anyone has questions or sure. just wants to reach out. And it's pretty easy. It's blind, B-L-I-N-D, savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, at gmail.com. So it's blindsavvy at gmail.com. Perfect. Eileen, it has been wonderful talking to you. I love Thank your you. big brain and your big heart and everything that you're doing. It is wonderful. And I know this conference is going to be a hit, and I'm sure you're going to have so many more summits. We wish you the best success. It's been wonderful talking to you, Eileen. I'm Cammie Carlisle. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.